Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go on there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. Good to be back. I am John Schmelk, back from vacation, joined by former Giants tight end Howard Cross. We will get to your calls. We will get to the Saquon Barkley news from yesterday. But first, we welcome in our guest. His name is Logan Paulson, former NFL tight end for the Washington football team. I believe that's when he played for them. I think that was the name for at least a couple years. Now the commanders, which is the important (laughs) thing, and he is... The one and only Logan Paulson. Logan, how are you, man? I got John Schmelk and Howard Cross here in East Rutherford. How you doing? Uh, I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. No, I appreciate you coming on. This is part of our uh, opponent preview series. We only have a couple teams to go. We're getting down to the divisional opponents here, Logan. And, and I guess let's start here. Obviously, we've, we've heard all about you know the ownership shift and all that stuff. This is the only non-football question we'll ask you. How have you noticed the impact of that in the building on the players and the coaches? Or is that something that is just happening in the background and everything else is kind of proceeding as normal? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I think right now it is kind of happening in the background, but I do get the sense, you know, from coaches and just players being around the building that there's a, a lightness and optimism about, around the building that is kind of new and novel, obviously, to, to this team. And, uh, you know, because Dan's tenure here has been so long and this is finally something different, finally kind of getting out from uh, some of the controversy associated with Dan's name. I think there is a an optimism, but I do think that um, most players aren't going to feel the effects of this um, until the ownership is kind of fully embedded in and established. Well, with that being said, what is Coach Rivera's message this offseason for his guys? Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that, you know, Ron has been working on. I think, you know, it's been interesting to see Ron kind of step back a little bit from like his, you know, traditional role. EB, uh, Eric Bieniemy has taken a larger role in terms of his communication with the team. Um, and I think like probably Ron, if knowing him and talking with him, I think he's probably very excited to be talking kind of exclusively about football at this point. Obviously, the ownership questions do come up on occasion, but it's, it's a football strong message. And he kind of is a guy that really focuses on people doubting them and doubting this team. And I think he's probably going to emphasize that because I think he feels and, and the staff feels that they got a very talented roster here. And, um, and I think they're very excited about the direction of the, uh, the team and the organization. Well, Logan, you hit it. Let's start with Eric Bieniemy. You can argue he's one of the largest and biggest additions of the offseason for you guys. What kind of impact have you seen in terms of what changes he's going to bring to the offense? My understanding in Kansas City, he wasn't super involved in the passing game necessarily. Correct me if what you've heard is, is different than that. But you tell me the type of changes you think he's going to bring to Washington this season. 
Well, obviously, he's got that West Coast pedigree. You know, obviously, here, Scott Turner was here before with Norv, Norv Turner being his dad. They run that Air Coriel kind of vertical yep. passing displacement attack with more of a gap scheme run emphasis. Obviously, the West Coast stuff is a little bit different, different from that. You're going to kind of prioritize horizontal displacement, a little bit more outside run emphasis. They have every kind of run you can think of under the sun, or they, at least they did when they were in Kansas City. So they're going to kind of have to figure out what they want to be and what they want to do from that standpoint here. But I think more horizontal passing game, more quick game, more screens, more five-step drops, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands a little bit quicker. And I think that's what he's going to bring. And in terms of his personality, I mean, he's a guy that, in my opinion, in talking with him, he's ready to be a head coach right now. And so having another leader in the uh, in the building, a guy that can kind of control that side of the football, I think is invaluable. Also, his attention to detail during the uh, OTA minicamp phase of, of this offseason was, un- was impeccable. I mean, he's watching routes on air, you know, criticizing depth. He's saying we didn't break the huddle effectively. Let's get back together. And he's demonstrative. He's loud. You know his opinion. You feel him on the practice field. I think he is, uh, like you said, one of the, the biggest offseason additions for any team this offseason. With that being said, also, again, Howard Cross, Eric Biami is a big, big personality. How about the personnel there in Washington? Can they handle that kind of offense? Uh, you know, I think so. I think, um, you know, one of the things that I look at is, you know, one of the um, kind of uh, purported weaknesses of this group is the offensive line. When you look at West Coast teams, what they do a great job of is they do a great job of insulating the offensive line, kind of limiting the number of high leverage pass protection snaps per game. So I think from that standpoint, Eric Bieniemy is going to come in here with a protection plan to help that group get better. When you look at the running backs, you got um, Brian Robinson, who I think is one of the best kind of young running backs in the NFL. Powerful back. His okay. superpower is his vision. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And then I think you got Antonio Gibson, a guy who's been kind of miscast a little bit in this gap scheme uh, running attack. And I think you got a play call on Eric Bieniemy who can maximize him as a pass catcher and get him in space. And I want to see a guy who runs a 4-3 that's 230 pounds get in space as often as possible. So that's something I'm excited for. And then the receivers you know they've got you know terry mclaurin obviously who's you know one of the best receivers in all of football finally um kind of in an offense hopefully that can speak and magnify his skill set Jahan dotson seven touchdowns last year really really exciting young football player and then i obviously i think the tight ends um here are a, a group that is kind of much maligned people don't know them very well but i think they're a very very talented group so i think there's a lot of offensive pieces in place that should get um, people excited. And I think with a play caller like Eric Bieniemy, I think he's just going to magnify skill sets. And that's why you bring a guy like Eric Bieniemy into the uh, into the offense. Yeah, and Logan, I'm not sure if you've done an interview before where you've gone this long without being asked about the quarterback situation in Washington. So I'm going to get there now <laughs> because, we, because we've talked about all the pieces around the quarterback. And frankly, I think you guys have very good weapons to help out whoever the starting quarterback is going to be. So let's start with the basic one. Is it going to be Sam Howell? Is it an open competition with Jacoby Brissett? What did you see in the spring? How do you think this whole thing is going to play out before opening day? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think it's Sam's job to lose. I think it is a competition as much as you know any quarterback competition is a competition with a guy who's in his second year, right? I think you bring Jacoby Brissett in because you trust him. You know what he's capable of. You know he can get himself ready to go with kind of limited snaps and limited opportunities, and he can win you some football games if you have to make a switch early in the season if Sam isn't ready for whatever reason. But when I see Sam, I see a guy who's very, very talented. You know, he's got a very live arm, quick release, good athleticism, a fairly solid understanding of what Eric Bieniemy's put in so far in terms. Of passing attack so I'm really excited for Sam and what he can do but obviously like 
potential is kind of a bad word in the NFL. He has a lot of potential. He has to actualize that potential. So it'll be really interesting to see kind of how he progresses during training camp. You know, a big calendar day we've got circled here in Washington is the joint practice versus the Baltimore Ravens. You know, got to check that out and make sure that he's looking up to snuff. Um, But, you know, by all kind of markers so far, you know, we've had 10 practices, 11 practices to kind of flesh out our evaluation. He's kind of answered the the call there now. Still a lot of growing to do, but um, I think – from his physical skill set, I think we're all very excited about him. You know, I think Howell's interesting too, right? Because the year before he came out, it was more of a passing system. He had uh, a bunch of good receivers there. He had a really good passing game. Then his last year at North Carolina, he was a running quarterback. and He ran for almost 900 yards that year, a bunch of touchdowns. Do you think they're going to utilize him in the run game like he did in the final year at UNC? Are they trying to utilize him more as your traditional West Coast quarterback? How do you see his skill set fitting into what they're going to try to use him well, I think that's more of a philosophical question about the direction the position is going in the NFL. Sure. I do think that um, I think that with him, he has a skill set that speaks to the direction it's going. He's a good enough athlete that you can run with him. He can scramble. I think you guys have a really good case study up there in New York with Daniel Jones, yeah. like his ability to scramble, get first downs on third down. You know, be a feature of the running game, not a not a mainstay, but a feature, kind of a a seasoning or a spice on there. I think is is a hugely advantageous position for this offense to be in here in Washington. Have a guy that can bring that if needed, but ultimately you got to play the position of uh, throwing the football, and I think he can throw the football, and I think that extra little bit of athleticism will kind of, you know, it fits very nicely with the direction the position's going, and I think it gives you some flexibility as an offensive play caller and an offensive play designer. Well, let's, let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. Now, you guys have had a pretty good defense for a long time, featuring a lot of SEC guys, a lot of Bama guys. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, where did you guys? Where did you? Where did you pick up? Who did you pick up, and where did you improve? You think this offseason? Yeah, I mean, I think you. You know, if you're looking at improvements, you got to look at the. Um, you know, obviously Chase Young getting healthy. That's a big one. Uh, getting getting him back in that defensive line rotation is going to be huge. Obviously, coming off the injury last year, but his talent, you know, being a for, you know former uh, second pick overall is is undeniable. It's just about whether he can get back to that level of physical dominance and whether he can continue to refine his game along the road to kind of, uh, you know, in a, in a contract year. But in terms of major offseason acquisitions, I think you've got to look at the draft. You say Emmanuel Forbes in the first round, a guy who I was very high, high on when I did my evaluation of him. You know, obviously the weight, 166, is concerning for a lot of people. But if you're just worried about football, I mean, he was the best, most complete cornerback in the class in terms of his ability to make plays on the football, his physicality in the run game, his understanding of route concepts, his ability to play match zone. Um, um, very, very high-level intellectual football player who's played a lot of football in a good conference. And then Quan Martin out of Illinois, again, a kind of nickel safety hybrid guy with some outside corner abilities. So I think when you look at the biggest improvement or the biggest improved position, it's got to be the secondary with those two additions. And then you keep the mainstays. You keep uh, Kendall Fuller. You keep Benjamin St. Juiced. Um, you have Cam Curl returning, one of the best safeties in the NFL, at least by PFF grade. And then you've got two young safeties in Forrest who did a great job turning the football over last year. And then Percy Butler who didn't play a lot on offense or defense last year, but is a very, very physically gifted human being, and I expect to see play a little bit more this year. So, what's the sense on Chase Young? I just want to follow up on that, Logan, because you know they took their time with him getting back last year. They wanted to make sure he was good before they got him back on the field, which, quite frankly, I think was the right move. What's the sense from him in terms of where he was in the spring? How close he is to regaining that form he had coming out of college? You know, uh, Chase was is an interesting guy. You know, he chose not to be here for the majority of OTAs, but came from minicamp. So we only got to see him in a very small sample size. But I will say, you know, in those three practices that we got to watch with regards to minicamp, he looked 
back. You know, one of the things he, we know, we all noticed last year was that he wasn't quite comfortable in the knee. You know, after a major knee surgery, yeah. that's something you really have to work to overcome. And I, I thought during OTAs and uh, during during minicamp, excuse me, he looked like he wasn't thinking about it. He looked like he had a dominant physicality to him, which is something that he is. You know, he's six five, uh, two hundred and seventy pounds. He runs a four six forty. Like he is a physical freak of a human being. And it was nice to see him kind of regaining some of that physical dominance and uh, confidence in his leg. All right, do I got one more, Howard, or no? Yeah, uh, final one for me, linebackers. I know uh, Jamin Davis is somebody that they tried in the middle, they moved outside. How do you view that linebacker position right now, Logan, in terms of how that's developing and whether or not they, they, if they think they found a mainstay there with Davis or there's still some work to do? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, along with the offensive line, linebacker is probably one of the biggest questions, and part of it is because of how this team deploys the linebacker position. You know, they, they run a ton of nickel, they run a ton of dime, meaning they have extra defensive backs on the field almost constantly. That's one of the flexibilities that a guy like Cam Curl gives you in this defense, right? So it's not a paramount position in terms of value because they have so much, they, they kind of reside on safeties and other players to fill those roles. But with regards to Jamin uh, Davis and Cody Barton, I think you get two guys who are extremely athletic guys with a ton of upside from a physical standpoint. It's just about slowing the game down for him from a mental standpoint. I think when you see Jamin, he's an ascending player. Last four games of uh, last season grading in the 70s, low 80s, which is fantastic for linebacker play. Um, he's playing inside, he's playing outside. His instincts are improving. Cody Barton, same thing, kind of an ascending player. So I think that position, while there's a ton of questions about where it's going to go, I think there's two guys in there that kind of fit the archetype for the position. And what I mean by that is like right now, People are looking for people with tremendous physical tools, which both those guys have, and then kind of an intellectual upside in terms of instincts. And I think both those guys are growing into the second half of that kind of evaluation of the position. And I'm, I, quite frankly, I'm really excited to see what they do because I think they have a ton, a ton of potential. But again, like I said before, that potential is a scary word. <laughs> definitely, definitely. One, one last question for me. I, I would be, you know, remiss if I didn't ask about one of my favorite players. Tell me about Nick Gates there as a, you know, former Giant <laughs> Coming down like one of my favorite. Players. Yeah, we love Nick. He's a great dude, dude man. He, oh. he is, you know, he survived some big injury, gets to come back and play, and you know had a decent season last year. I'm just so happy for him to to you know get a chance to get a, a starter. Just tell me how he fits in down there in Washington. Yeah, I mean, Nick Gates is going to be the starting center probably. You know, I think he's a guy that kind of I got to interview him when he signed here. He's got that enforcer bodyguard kind of tough guy mentality that you want along the offensive line. He's scrappy, he's dirty, he's nasty, he's vocal, and I respect and admire that in that position. And so I think he's a great addition, you know. I think there are some limits in terms of what he does athletically. You know, he's a five-flat 40 guy, but in terms of him executing on the field, getting his hands on people, kind of getting down and dirty, I think he's going to be kind of the backbone for this group, and a group that is kind of in flux, you know. all There's four new starters along that offensive line, so it's nice to have a guy in Nick Gates who's got some playing experience, got some toughness and hopefully those younger guys that'll be stepping in can gravitate towards that mentality because I think you know if you can get that group kind of all with Nick Gates mentality I think you're going to be in a really good position so we're, we're super excited to have them. Final follow-up just on the offensive line as you mentioned that's one of the questions how locked in are these guys at certain positions I think we all know Leno's going to be the left tackle right I think we're pretty sure Andrew Wiley's going to be a right tackle Cosme was drafted as a tackle do they now see him as a guard Stromberg was drafted as a center could he play guard you know Chris Paul I know has some position flex how many of these positions, in your opinion, are set, and how many are still up for grabs when you get into camp? Yeah, man, that's a really well-researched question. I wasn't expecting that from a bunch of New York Giants guys. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, so I think that's exactly right. I think, you know, when I did my evaluation of Cosme coming out of college, I had him as a guard. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's a guy that's a tremendous athlete, but I think, you know, he's going to be a good tackle, but I think he could be a great guard, and I think that's what the staff is hoping for here. So, you know, Wiley, Cosme, kind of two very similar athletes, you know, very, very athletic, kind of, I don't want to say undersized, but kind of not your traditional measurement, yep. you know, tackles that are just really good athletes. You get Gates, who I talked about and discussed over, who I think is great. And I think you go Sadiq Charles or Chris Paul left guard, probably Sadiq at this point. Um, again, a guy who's got a tremendous athletic upside, converted tackle, got that position flex, with, which this team covets. But, um, you know, again, there's a lot of kind of what-ifs. Cosby's playing a new spot. You know, Sadiq is tremendously athletically talented, but, um, you know, has not quite lived up to it, you know, because of injuries, because of whatever. So a couple big questions there, but um, I think from an athletic standpoint, uh, the potential, again, potential, potential, potential is there for something very special, just about how that group gels. All right, Logan, good stuff, man. We appreciate anything you want to put out there and uh, promote for the folks out there. Oh, yeah, man. If, if you want to give a good follow for good football content, give me a follow on Instagram, Logan underscore Paulson82, and obviously uh, the Commander's YouTube page. Not sure how much that's going to get traction <laughs> up there, but if you want some good football <laughs> stuff about your opponents, definitely check that out. Awesome, Logan. Good stuff, man. Uh, you got about a week before the grind begins. Enjoy it while you can, and then we'll see you once the season <laughs> starts, man. Yeah, thanks, man, and uh, you guys too. Good luck. Appreciate it. That's Logan Paulson, and we'll catch up with him over the course of the year when the Giants take on the Commanders. Good stuff. It was good stuff out of Logan. Yeah, he got, got touched all the bases. did good. Should have asked him about the kicker. We just missed out. <laughs> if Lance was here, he would have asked about the kicker. Um, the one thing I'll, I'll note, and by the way, let's open up the phone lines, 201-939-4513. You know, you guys want to get in about the Saquon stuff from yesterday, yeah. and Howard and I will get into that too. But Logan was already scheduled for 1230. We couldn't move him, so I want to make sure we get him in as we continue our uh, team preview series here. So I was interested by when I did my follow-up on Chase Young. Did he refer to him as a interesting guy or a different kind of guy? Or he, he he basically referred to him as like a really super athlete. It looks like he's back. Yeah, but but the way he termed his decision not to be at OTAs, I think it was it, I think interesting I think, choice. I think is the 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 term yeah. That he used. I, I think probably what he was probably doing is you know you come off a season with the injury. You know, he wasn't injured last year, but he was coming back from it. Yes, he, correct. He's, he's not at OTAs. And he only was back for like the, the last two games, right? Yeah, Something so, like that. So he's not at OTAs. Maybe the last game only. Doing everything he can to make sure he has confidence in his leg. Working with, with the team medical staff yeah, and all that yeah, stuff, right? Whoever, like even working with someone away from the medical staff so people aren't looking at him every day and questioning him every day about how he's doing and what's he's, what he's doing. So he's trying to figure out. Three games last year. For yeah, him, he, he's trying to figure out how to you know mentally get back. So I wasn't going to say anything about how he said he looked because they're in pajamas. 100%. And no one's really touching you. So right. you can run full speed and make some cuts if no one's really bumping you. And I'm pretty sure he probably has a red shirt on so you don't get knocked around. Well, so. there, yeah, and there is no contact in, yeah, in the spring so, anyway. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's a really strange moment. I mean, I think it's, it's pretty telling that the commanders decided not to pick up his fifth-year option. Again. But again, I don't blame him. I mean, injuries, the knee, three, he's an three, athlete. I yeah, get it. Three games trying to figure out, like, hey, how healthy is he going to be? Yeah, I mean, and, and he got. Yeah, you don't you don't want to play. And I hate to say this because yes. we, ha- we have one. You don't want to play on a pitch count that's your you know premier pass rusher. You just don't. Well, I remember they were and they've they've paid Deron Payne, they've paid Jonathan yeah. Allen, and Montez Sweat's going to get a lot of money. He's a very good player, yeah. obviously. And so they, and they're there every game. Yeah, they're going to have yeah. some uh, tough decisions to make.
Go subscribe to the John Tuttle Podcast. We're going strong with our player interview series right now. We're going position by position, talking to Giants players as we head towards training camp. Uh, Really just short, like, three- to four-minute bites with with each guy, talking about their offseason, where they're at. I think we've gotten some pretty good information out of guys, so make sure you go check that out on the Giants Huddle Podcast, favorite podcast platform, Giants.com slash podcast. They're also up on the Giants YouTube page, so make sure you check all those out. And again, if you're an Apple Podcast, please leave a five-star positive review for all of our podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, Howard. uh, Yesterday... The Some, Giants. Did something happen yesterday? Uh, no, actually, nothing really happened. Exactly. Actually, nothing exactly. happened yesterday, and, 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 and that's kind of the news because <laughs> yesterday was the deadline for Saquon Barkley and the Giants to negotiate a long-term contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were not able to do so. So now Saquon Barkley, who has not yet signed his franchise tag, mm-hmm. um, will have to play under the franchise tag this year. They can, of course, negotiate a long-term deal after the season, uh, or the Giants could franchise him for a second time. That would be a 20% raise. That would bump the franchise tag up to $12 million for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the teams, and again, according to reports, they were fairly close. I don't know how much you want to put into the reports, um, but they were not able to come up with an agreement. So Saquon Barkley, uh, when he decides to report, and that's – going to be a decision he's going to make on his own. Uh, he And since he hasn't signed the tag, that's not like he's going to get fined or anything like that, yep. unless he starts missing games, in which case he loses game checks. That's yep. just, he just won't get paid. So that's kind of where we are with, with Barkley. And, I mean, not, not a huge surprise, Howard. We all knew this was a possibility. And the way I've been talking about it and telling people, and you tell me if you think I'm, I'm off base with this, the, the type of guy and player Saquon is, his attitude, I have no reason to believe he will not be here for week, the week one game against Dallas? Um, I don't have any idea about the week one game or what he's doing or everything like that. I, I would have thought that, you know, strike. it's really philosophies when you, when it comes down to contracts and you're a player. It's what do you believe, what does your agent believe, and what does the team believe? And, you know, coming into the season, uh, off season, he did very well. They were trying to sign him. Right after the season, you know, he may have had an opportunity to sign. I don't know, you know, the situations at that point. But when I heard out in the market that they were thinking about trading Derrick Henry, because that was the first big news about a running back. I was out there. In, in the offseason. I would have been like, whoa, what? Is that is that real? And that's when I would have started formulating my plan by hearing what they were talking about the market for my, for my position being. That's the only way for him to have protected himself. But in this case, and I'll, and I'll say this to, to all fans, when your agent is talking to you, you have to know, you, if you're the best player in the league, your agent talks to you like, hey, look, we're not going to take a penny less than this. When you're an average player in the league, your agent's like, well, this is what they're offering. We should consider when you're a player that's trying to make it in the league, I think I got you a contract. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, no, you're right because I th- I think the tenor of the conversation is yeah, different, right? Yeah, and it, it's like any other any other negotiation when someone's leading negotiation for you, what they're telling you is either to hype you up or to calm you down 
or to try to get you over the line. And it just depends on, and again, I'm not blaming his agents or anything like that. I'm just saying that the tenor of the conversation, you have to be mature enough to, to you know, make your own mind up and tell your agent, you work for me and this is what I would like to do. And, you know, and again, nothing that has anything to do with Saquon. It's just stuff that could, you know, if, if I was trying to play any position on the field and someone made me an offer, I'd consider it. Especially if it's like term and years and stuff. I'm like, okay, what's you know, what's the sign of bonus? Because we didn't get that back in my day. You, hey, got, you think about it. Absolutely. And look, the bottom line is just look at the direction the running back market has gone. It, it's been going down for five to eight years. I mean, to your point, you know, the Titans thought about trading Derrick Henry. They never got a good enough offer to pull the trigger. After and, after Zeke Elliott signed that contract and then started to go downhill instantly. The market changed that week. He got released this year. Yeah. Dalvin Cook got let go this year. Yeah. Joe Mixon had to take a pay cut, not just for this year, but for next year yeah. to maintain his spot on the Bengals. And those right now, look, that's Dalvin hey, Cook, hey. Joe Mixon, Ezekiel roll, Elliott, uh, Derrick Henry. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs couldn't get a long-term deal done. Tony Pollard couldn't get a long-term yeah. deal done with Dallas. I'm telling you, it's just it's a different world. Remember Austin Eckler, he wanted a new contract from the Chargers. They go, all right, go find a trade partner, to, and we'll think about trading you. And, he and, couldn't and, find one. Yeah, and the message, the message the back should be looking at, and the history they should be looking at, they should be looking at. Zeke Elliott, and they should be looking at Le'Veon Bell. Like, what did you do? What happens when a great back takes a long-term contract? Yeah, and I it, think it, it was, and it's like nothing, nothing against Zeke or anything. Oh, nothing, no, no, no. This is negative about any of these players. It's just that you're you're getting hit a lot. Yeah, it, it's a very tough yeah, position to play, and position. it wears on you. Yeah. It does. So I don't, I don't know what you know what it, what is playing its future. But you should also explain to fans that even though. He didn't sign, and even though he's in, he's got to sign a, the franchise tag, they can't sign him until the following year. They can't give him a contract like three months from now. They cannot negotiate a long-term contract until after the season is over. There that is correct. And they put yes. that in place. Why? That's part of the, the CBA. negotiated CBA yep. that okay. everyone signed on to. Yep. But I'm look, not. and guys, look, it's and this is not. And I want to also say this because I'm happy you brought that up. This is not about Saquon Barkley being greedy. No. This is not about the Giants not appreciating what he's done for oh. them. This is business. This is what happens. The oh. team says we have a price point. The player says I have a price point. And sometimes, like they did, like the Daniel Jones, it took to about five minutes before the damn yeah. deadline hit to figure that out. Maybe if the Giants and Saquon had another 12 hours, they could have figured it out. I don't know. But the bottom line is that they just couldn't meet. They couldn't get to where they – neither side could get where they needed to get yeah. in order to make a deal. And that's not a negative reflection on either one. That's just the way it goes. And to your point, it happened with Josh Jacobs this year. Yeah. Happened with Tony Pollard this year. And we've seen it happen with a lot of other players over the years. And it's not like $10 million is a small contract for a really mm -hmm. good player in the league. Either. That's a good amount of money to play for. Yeah. Saquon made a lot of money on his first deal, too, being a very high draft pick. So don't be mad at anybody. Don't feel bad for anybody. This is just business. And, and for all the fans that I've been talking to in person, this is a new regime. This is not the regime of the past. These guys know what they do and what they want to do, mm -hmm. and they have their price point set. Don't bring up who got signed 10 years ago, eight years ago. I don't want to hear it. Those are dead conversations. <laughs> I've been hearing it all week. Who are they bringing up? Oh, my God. Oh, they signed Galladay. If they signed Galladay, what can they sign? I'm like, this is a different team. It is completely irrelevant. <laughs> no, no, you're 100%. It is completely I'm like, irrelevant. I'm like, but don't you think? I'm like, bruh. 
different team. No, different, different, different decision makers. Different guys, different team. I like the direction teams. And I know some fan thinks the ownership just decides who comes back and who doesn't, and the ownership makes all those decisions. That's not how it works here. Well, you know, if the ownership did, then, you know, no offense, but most of those teams were having a hard time. The, the Cowboys' ownership makes a lot of decisions. They barely well, get to the playoffs. Well, Jerry has the GM title. He's not the owner. He's also the general manager. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, he yeah, makes a lot of those makes decisions. Makes a lot of decisions. Uh, 100%. Uh, the Jets haven't been to the playoffs in a pretty good while. Their owner gets involved in a lot of the decisions. You know, like because this year I would have went and got Jackson tomorrow. He's been playing for my team. Jackson. Which Jackson? Down Lamar. Oh, Lamar Jackson. I got you. I well, there's a lot of Jacksons. I don't know what Jackson he was talking about. The quarterback. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I got you. I would have. Man, come on. Now, I'm not sure the Ravens were going to trade him, but yeah. Oh, no. They, he, they, they said seek a trade. Go yeah, see what well, you could get. That does well. Yeah, that doesn't mean that the Ravens I would have made would've. an offer. <laughs> I got you. All right. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Hey, Giant fans, the 2023 NFL schedule is out. We still have single-game tickets on sale. Don't miss the Giants at MetLife Stadium this year. Tickets are limited. Visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat. All right, let's get to the phones. Waiting patiently has been Rick in Tampa. He will lead us off. Hello, Rick. What's up, Rick? Hey, Howard. What's up? What's up, buddy? Is it, What's is, up? It, is it hot down there or what? What? Is it hot in Tampa or what? Yeah, you know what? I'm actually by the pool right now, and it, it it's not as hot as it's been. It's been in like 100 degrees every day, like really that hot. hot Rick, whenever hot. you call, you're, you're either like at the bar, you're at the pool, the bar, you're on like, the keys somewhere. Yeah. Like you're always yeah. doing something. Like don't you work? <laughs> Yeah, this is my day off when I okay. call. Okay. Got it. All right. <laughs> Stuff is relaxing, bro. Yeah, get, get it in. Get hey, it yeah, in. man. Yeah, listen. You know, well, first of all, I have bone to pick with you guys on the big boo kickoff and your Twitter and all that. At 4 o'clock, as soon as Saquon doesn't sign, I go to uh, John, I go to your uh, Twitter, I go to Paul's, I go to Big Blue uh, Giants and all that. Nobody has a word to say for hours about Saquon not signing. Here I am trying to get my feed of what's going on, what you think, and not 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 one little tweet about anything. Rick, about you know you know my rule. I do not tweet giant opinions. I go on the show to give you giants opinions. I do not tweet giants opinions. And it, and to be fair about it, I don't think they want us treat tweeting their opinions. About. <laughs> that may be as Howard says the quiet part out loud. Okay. okay. If you work for the team, okay. you, you may want to be quiet. And 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 and, and by the, and, and by the way, all jokes aside, like we have our content. If if I tweet out what I'm going to say on the show, then yeah. people aren't going to tune into the show. So that's also well, part of the calculation yeah. there. All right, because we just needed uh, as a fan and uh, the concern that was there when he didn't sign. Now I, you know I have to disagree for one. I believe it is a bit of greed on Saquon. You look at uh, Cook right now. He turned. He, they were going to offer him a four or five million dollar contract. That's it. That's it. And and he didn't take it. But still, that is where the market has gone for to, for Saquon to be offered ten million dollars, or even we even heard maybe it was even a little bit more, whatever. But I mean, the way the market is going for him not to take that, I think that's wrong. I think he should take it. You know, Tiki Barber said today on FAN, and it's interesting. Uh, 20 years ago, his last contract, he was making four-point-something million. And now they're offering Cook about the same thing. How the line, uh, how the running back has degraded <laughs> down. In co- That's crazy. Think well, about that. Uh, you know, think, think about it this way. I don't know what you do because you, you, you have a good job. You're off on Tuesdays. What if yeah. some, someone asks you to take a lot less or, or marginal amount because, you know, that's the market for what you're taking. 
but you're probably the most important person to your company in some cases. And that's what you feel anyway, you know, that you're the most important person. Right. So, then, so then what do you do? Do you go on LinkedIn or, or go on monster.com, start looking for a job, or do you accept the offer? Is that still a website? Yeah. Is that is. still out there? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Like, so I, th I think the biggest thing when people talk about contracts and what these guys get or what they don't get or what their stance is, it's more about, you know, your relationship with your agent, your agent's relationship with the GM and how they're able to communicate with each other and how they're able to communicate with you. I don't think right. I, I don't think Barkley doesn't want to be a player on the Giants. I don't think Barkley wants to sit out and all this stuff. I, I think that he was probably uh, somewhere somehow convinced of a number or a position to take a stance on, and I think the Giants took their stance on their position. They tried their best to get close, and whatever the hang-up is, you just don't have enough time sometimes to get it done. Okay, and I think maybe that advice was wrong that was given to him if that was the case. If he just looks at the environment of these uh, running backs that you guys have mentioned who are not getting contracts, and it's just I just don't think that uh, uh, that would have been feasible to not take that amount. No, but we're not here, but again, we, we don't know exactly what these contracts look like. We know what the reports say. We don't know what the details are. So unless we know exactly what was offered and what was rejected or, or accepted in some cases, it's hard to really have a – I have to struggle having a strong opinion on these things unless I know exactly what was offered and what was said yes or no to. So I'll lay low just because I don't know what the exact details were. You know what I'm saying? And in, and in, ba right. and in, and in, in basic math, think of it like this. If he does play on a franchise tag this year, I guess this – right around 10 million or a little bit more. And if he wants to play on a franchise tag next year, it's around 13. So oh. he'll, he'll make a little bit over 23 million guaranteed. Uh, so if you get 23 million guaranteed and then you get a sign-up bonus the following year uh, to, to for another contract, uh, you've probably done what we call the Kirk Cousins move. Mm. <laughs> right. And by the way, just, ju just for the record, Rick, now that Saquon has signed that um, – sign that franchise tag in terms of base salary, and that's basically cash mm -hmm. running backs will earn this year. Saquon Barkley's mm -hmm. tied for third on the list behind only Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. Yeah. So in terms of mm -hmm. cash earned this year, he's still going to be the third highest in football. So okay. that, so with, right. with, with that number, that would mean the Giants wouldn't be motivated to, like, up their offer because he already, he's already in the top three, and Saquon is, you know, trying to figure out where he fits in in a part of it. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and you can even look at, you know, if you look at total cash, that includes signing bonus like Bijan Robinson's mm -hmm. a little bit higher yeah. than that. Then McCaffrey gets in the mix. Cap hit-wise, even Barkley's fourth on the list in terms of cap hits for running backs this year. Yeah. So he's right. right in that top five area. Right. Now, I, I got a question for you, though. Right, so I don't think I mean, of his character that he has is not the kind of guy who's going to throw a fitzy fit and sign and then just kind of slack. I, I don't see him being – because he could do that uh, like some have done, and I don't know if he would do that. I, I don't, don't think, think he would, Rick, to be honest with you. I don't think he would. No, wouldn't do that because he could do that. Now, my question for you, though, if the Giants say, like, for example, Cook, they said we're going to sign him for $7 million a year, and, and Saquon, you're out, meaning it doesn't matter if you come to sign the franchise tag. What would, how does that work? Would they just – they would just pull it from him and say, okay, you're, you're no longer offered it. The Giants can rescind the franchise tag at any time. At any time, correct? Yep. If they sign. It's an, yeah. it's, okay. a, it's an unsigned contract. Okay. That would be interesting. Okay, so there's they a couple would, Rick, I could tell you that's something they would not do. Why, though? 
Why with the? I mean, with the kiss kid Gray coming up, we don't. You know, Saquon's not their guy, and I understand that. I love Saquon, and I, and I think Daniel has this 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 storyline that Daniel wouldn't be Daniel without Saquon Barkley last year, which is true in a sense. But that's the only weapon he had. So now he has host of weapons. Well, Rick, I and, understand, but what but, what are you going to use that money on now? I mean, that's the thing. Like, if if you were going to rescind that tag, okay. you you would have rescinded a couple months ago. Okay. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. There aren't any free agents left, except for like you didn't mention Dalvin Cook. But so you're going to let your younger, more healthy running back for an older one with more tread off the tire? I don't. That doesn't make any sense. He's got a more shoulder. He's got yeah. He got a he's had shoulder injuries. surgery. Yeah. So no, yeah, okay, I, so. yeah. I, look, is that an option? Yes. I think we've seen that happen once. I'm trying to remember the player. It just doesn't happen very often, especially once you get past this time. The Giants want him here. The Giants want him to be a part of the team, so mm-hmm. that's why he's going to play on the tag. Well, so he'll man up and say, or I don't hate to say it that way, but he will. He'll sign it and say, I'm going to show you. That's what he should do. I mean, as I go out there and say, I'm, gonna show you. I'm signing. I mean, I'm going to be the best. He player. doesn't have a choice. I mean, I mean, he has, well, to, he, he has to get a contract next year, right? Yeah. And how do you get a big yeah. contract next year? By going out there and playing well. That's what you got to right. do. You got to put it on. The, you got to put it on. The, as we used to say in the old days, put it on the tape. Go ask Le'Veon <laughs> Bell how that worked out sitting out of season. Yeah. So then he'll sign the day of uh, the end of uh, training camp. Is that no, what you're projecting? No, no idea. idea. No idea. Huh? I would be All surprised right. if you saw him in a preseason game. Probably. Yeah. But other than What's that, the, I mean, I'll tell you. I'll tell you like this, and this is not a not a knock on Saquon. This is really isn't. He has to be getting ready to play because his golf game is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> when did you play with him? Did you play I, I with just him? saw him play him one day. I was like, oh, my God, man, bro. What you doing? <laughs> that, yeah, I, I, I was saying is that they should uh, – Saquon should sign with the Yankees to play center field, and Otani could sign with the Giants. And there we go. They will have some fun. No, 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 no. We need Otani with the Yankees. <laughs> you know what? No, we don't. We, we already have two uh, two DHs. We can't sign Otani. That's a, there's no way, no way the Yankees are signing him. Okay. We can't. I want Soto. Come on, Juan Soto. That's All right. All right. Thank you, Rick. Right. Appreciate right, the guys. call, man. I don't think Otani's coming to the East Coast anyway. I think he wants to stay on the West Coast, close to Japan. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that that's the reason when he came over. He said, "I'm only signing with teams in Pacific Standard Time," because he wanted to be closer to Japan. Okay. That's why he wound up in it was they came went down to Seattle and Anaheim, I think, with those with the two teams that were kinda in for him. Okay. I'm just telling you what he said. You drop a bag of money on the East Coast, he'll come over and get it. Yeah, but you know who's gonna have the biggest bag of money this offseason? <laughs> Dodgers. Yeah, that's true. The, that that's bag of money plus West Coast. That's true. Winner. Two oh one nine three nine four five one three. Two oh one nine three nine four five one three. Hey Giant fans, the official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. All right, let's go to uh, Dave in Cranford. He's up next. Hey Dave. What's up, Dave? How you doing, guys? Um so it's you know, it's kind of a strange, you know, day or, or strange news from yesterday because I think you know, I think you John has said this before, um, and Howard, but it's like you see both sides, like, and, and I, you know, love Saquon, huge fan, totally appreciate him. Uh, definitely feel for him in one sense, in the in the sense of just not having the leverage, mainly because of just the position issues just around the league. You know, it just kind of fell out from underneath him. But I also think that you know this is Joe Shane, like, really putting his stamp a little bit. Not that he was doing it for this, but I do think it says, hey, Joe is, is running a different show here. And I, 
And that side of it, from a long-term roster build standpoint, I totally support what he's doing at the same time. When you go back, and it's a pretty good sample size, and go look at you know the last number of you know I think it goes back to 2009, the amount of um, you know Super Bowl winners and the amount of money that they allocated to the running back position, it's it's remarkable. It's, it's yeah, it's very like low. Almost, it's very low. <laughs> it's very very low. And Dave, and, they're on top of it too. When's the last second contract for a running back that has worked out well for the team? Derrick Henry. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's Derrick yeah. Henry. I it, think the the, yeah. the list kind of ends there. I think I heard some stat the other day where they were talking about the top running backs and the top paid running backs, and they asked how many playoff appearances they had over the last like. It was uh, probably it, not high it, either, it right? Like some, it was like out of uh, they played a bunch of games and more than I can't think I have the number. It's like ten years or something. It was very few guys. I mean, just just look at the best teams in the league last year. The the Chiefs right. were basically shuttling and running back left and right. Yep. The Eagles yep. shuttle on running backs left and right. Yep. The Bills shuttle on running backs left and right. Um. I'm trying to think what other teams were top, top of the division. The, you know, the, the Bengals. Bengals had Mixon, but then Mixon goes out. Mm-hmm. Samaj P. Ryan steps in. They go. don't miss a damn yep. beat. Yep. They don't miss a beat. So the, yep. the, the, I mean, of, it's out of 52 appearances, they've only won. They've only won like the, the top, Ravens top have been rotating backs. running backs for years. Another team, it's, it's, the Packers, has split the carries between two guys at running back. And the way the money flows now, I think the running backs like. Uh, Pretty low on the list of big guys who were getting paid. I it's think actually, it, you know, I think on the bottom, it's like them and like guards. Yeah, it used to be the tight end was a low guy. Now the tight ends moved up the chart a bit. I was very happy to see Evan Ingram get his money. Good guy. Yes, yes. Guy. And I, I do think that, you know, and it, this goes for this season, it's like I really don't think Barkley has, you know, a viable option then coming in. You've already said it, but I'll say it again, of, of coming in, putting his head down, and putting up a, a monster year. I mean, like he's he basically does, you know doesn't have a contract beyond this year. So like he knows, you know. So he's probably needs some time to decompress and get over the you know emotional disappointment of all this, which I'm sure it's a big deal for him. But at the same time, like the Giants are getting a great deal because he's got to come in and and, and produce. And the the last thing I'll say is, you know, a lot of I've heard a lot of comments recently about you know, the CBA and, you know, maybe they could carve out running backs or, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, look, the, and Howard, you know this better than anybody, like the, the NFL union is a, it, it's a legitimate union, but it's not a normal union. And what I mean by that is that unions have salary ranges where people are within a certain percentage from top to bottom in a union. That's why you're in a union. And then you collectively bargain. In the NFL, you've, the locker room is filled with the haves and the have-nots. you got 10 guys in there that are killing it, and then you really have 45 other guys that are not. And that's why the NFL union has never been able to break the owners because there's, there's too many guys in the top paid side that would never sit out because they'll never make that money back. Now, see, now, so, I, see, now, I almost I, think, Dave, it's the opposite. I think it's the, I think it's the big guys that can afford to miss a year because they have so much money in the bank, but it's the rest of the group that needs the paycheck because they haven't banked I, all that cash. I, I, I'm going to say this, and, um, and this is not a knock on unions anywhere, but I think in basketball the highest paid players are the highest paid players and everybody else kind of fits in. Yeah, I think in baseball the highest paid players are the highest paid players, and everybody else kind of. Wow, it got so bad in the NBA they had to create max salaries. Yeah, like and and everybody and everybody else fits in. 
I think in football, it's just, it's, it follows the beat of all the other teams. I just think there are more players yeah. involved with the team, and that's what it. That's what you know people are looking at. And again, that's just unions. Hey, look, and Dave, here's the thing. Like, I don't. I've heard people say that too. That oh, maybe they should make a rule: running backs at a college only get two guaranteed years, and then you got to pay them after two years. This it, it's not the union's job to look after specific positions. You know, people yep. complain that running back salaries are down. Well, guess what? That money is getting reallocated to other players on rosters. Like, if you don't go and, like, the Giants just gave Dexter Lawrence all that money. They might not have been able to pay Dexter Lawrence the money they paid him if they were paying the running back $20 million a year. You know what I mean? So and, and, and also, the money's still going to the, to, to yeah, the players. But also, we, we got more players on every team because of the extra game. We got sure. more, more players on the practice squad. My they're, point is that I just don't pay think is, pay went up. It, you it's can't not, make you can't a specific position no. and make different rules for one position. I don't see that. Not, not, not going to happen. No. Not no. going to happen. Unless you just like you know, cut so. the quarterback salary somehow somewhere. Yep. They're not going to do that. Yeah. Paul, the team. Yeah, and the last thing well. I'll say, John, I think you said it well too. Was anybody thinking that the Giants are going to pull the tag and bring in a Dalvin Cook? Like that—that that is not. They—they—they they, they like Saquon Barkley. They appreciate Saquon Barkley. They're yeah. not going to do that one to him. And they're sure as heck not going to do. You want to have a locker room problem? That would be the quickest way to have, to do that. Right? Baby, dude, you took so the words right out of my mouth. That. that that would be something that would make a lot of people in that locker room angry because they all love Saquon. They appreciate the work he's done. If they pulled the tag on him like that, and then he would, you know, because let's be honest, like if if they pulled the tag, Saquon's not pulling down ten million dollars this year. No, no, another team. No, they, they just they just cut his legs. They just cut right. his legs out. They're not. No, they're no, not going to do no that. There's no way. And they should. To your point, they've already allocated the money. They, right. So they already. They've already allocated it. They allocated it a while ago, so that's not going to happen. No. So you guys have a great day, man. You too. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, someone, something like that happens. You, you send a bad message to the to the team. You send a bad message to the league. You got players in free agency like, I'm not going there. You see what they'll do to you? Like, right. you, No, 100%, you, man. You know, you know which team's not to deal with. Like, you do you remember with. back with the Celtics when they had the little Isaiah Thomas, yeah. the little guy? Mm-hmm. He plays through that hip injury, has yep. to have hip surgery. And then they're like, all right, well, now we're going to trade you. No. <laughs> like, that did not go over well with other players around the league. Well around the league, nowhere. So, yeah, you got to be careful with that. You do. And that's – <laughs> don't even – look, I, I get why people would think about doing something like that, but it's not. No, it's not. It's just not. <laughs> Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I wonder if this guy has that idea. He's Charlie in Portland, Maine. Oh, I've had two weeks without He's Charlie still- in my life, and now I'm very now I'm 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 officially back now. Charlie, what's going on? Hey guys, hey Howard, hey John, do you have a good vacation? I, I, I well, last week I was basically visiting the in-laws, and I was watching both my kids That's the whole a yes, week. Say yes, say yes, say yes. Your so, wife might be listening. Workcation. Workcation. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, John, it was Norman and Gettleman. When the when he rescinded the tag. Oh, Josh Norman in Carolina. That's yeah. exactly the player that it was. Thank you. I forgot, Charlie. That, that yeah. was the player. Yeah, You're yeah. Right. yeah. Hey, uh, look, I I have a take on um, on Barkley. Really? You have an opinion, yeah. Charlie? <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> look, Barkley is a is a man of principle, and he wants respect, and it's respect for life, not Giants for life. 
he wants respect, and I think he feels disrespected for what he's done for this team in the locker room, off the field, on the field. He is the leader of the team. I was listening to Jalen Smith on Good Morning Football, and he said, Barkley is the heart and soul, heartbeat of the New York Giants. He is the leader. And so, look, I, I you know, they, I don't know, they should have signed him. Look, my preference is they tag and trade him. If I was Barkley and his agents, I'd say just like Lamar, they said to Lamar, Lamar, let me go. Let me go seek a trade. Let me go see what I'm worth out there. You're saying that you're going to pay me the most amount of money? Well, I don't know that until I'm out there and finding out. And if I get a deal that works for me, I'll bring it back, and hopefully you'll get the compensation that you want back, and it'll be the best for both of us. I, I understand. Can move on. I understand what you're saying, Charlie, but the, the problem here is that the Giants want Saquon Barkley on the team. Yeah, but they don't want – look, Barkley's going to sit out. And the reason I'm saying that – Barkley, they didn't expect Barkley to speak and say anything, but he spoke up at that camp. He told exactly what he was feeling. He said he's thrown it out there that he might not play the first game. You got to listen to this guy because he never speaks. He's all he's never he's never vocal. He's always backed this organization a hundred percent. And when he speaks, you got to listen to him. And to me, he's going to prove a point that he will sit out one or two, three games. So he won't, they will not even dare to tag him next year and go through this all over again. So, That's what he's going to do. So let me let me do this for you, Charlie. If he did yeah. do that, every game he sits out, he loses a game check, right? Yeah, so what? Every day so he what? sits out, he loses money. So, so he loses a million and a half. So what? So, so what? what? It's principal, Howard. It's principal with him. He's a principal guy. I'm telling you, he will sit out because he doesn't want to get tagged next year. Listen, this is Barkley's last year in New York. That's it. It's over. And if you guys don't see that, I don't know what you're looking at. Really, I, I, he got disrespected. Barkley does not say boo about anything. And if you listen to his presser, he, was, he said, I see now it's not family, it's a business. And, and I'm telling you, he's going to sit out, prove a point, and so he doesn't get tagged next year. But okay. if I was a Giants... If I was the Giants, I would say, go ahead, go seek a deal. Let me get something for him now because we're not going to have him next year anyway. And, you know, and move on. That's what I would do, and it would be the best thing for Barkley and it would be the best thing for the Giants. All right, Troy. Hey, I, hey, I got one other question. Yes. I, who are the rookies? You know, I know the rookies came in today, but there's usually a bunch of other guys that come in, second-year players, you know, third-year players or whatever. Or some guy, hey, th- you know what I thought was really funny? Because they're always talking about, you know, running backs fall off the hill at 27 and Barkley's 26. That's why you can't give him a long-term contract. And the guy they worked out in the USFL, who was the star of the league, I guess, offensively, you know how old he is, that running back? No idea. 28 years old. And he's playing against who again? Yeah, but yeah. so what? Are you going to sign him? I, I thought running backs fell off the cliff after 27. So think, I'm telling I, you. I think Shane, he's probably out there, Charlie, if you think about it. Yes. He's in the USFL Charlie, because dollar, he's not having a chance to play. And dollar values you know, matter. Yeah, so I mean, you're, you're going <laughs> to sign him for next to nothing probably. No offense. Well, yeah, but still, you know, why would you sign a 20-year-old running back 
uh, when for, you say they're going to fall like, off a cliff. For like a half a million dollars a year or that a million dollars a year. you can cut in August and have no yeah, skin off your you, teeth? You got a million dollars a year it and you can sign them for yeah, versus it $10 yeah, million? Dollars? It's, it's hypocritical. That's all I'm saying. But I'm telling you, Barkley's <laughs> a principal guy. It's respect for life. That's what he's about. Right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Charlie. Look, Barkley could take that stance if he wants. It's within his rights to do it if he wants. Yeah. I mean, again, don't know his way. I don't know either way, you know, what he could do. I'm not wish watch or anything like that. But if it takes that for you to understand that it's a business and not, you know, you know, not personal, then okay, then it's business. Let's let's go do our business. And the, the business he'd be doing is showing up uh, to get to get the most amount of plays. Maybe not in training camp, but being very close to the team so he can see the plays and get himself, you know, ready to go, playing throughout the season to have the best season he could possibly have, that when they come to have the exact same discussion at the end of the year, he can ask for more money. Or he'll get the franchise tag again and pull a Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So either right. either way, it's going to be about $23 million. Only thing he would have done would have up if, if they give him a contract the following year, that just means they've upped his money because he just got $10 million for the, the past year. Right. And then he'll get a, a yeah, sign look, bonus. There is a way. If Barkley has two great years on two tags, like he could make more money than he would have if he signed the long-term deal this year. So this could all work out for him still. Yeah, now it's tougher for running backs than quarterbacks, obviously. It's tougher for running backs than any position. Correct. Yes. But that and look, I, I get where Charlie's coming from. And is, is the scenario he paints possible? Yeah, sure, it's possible. It's not impossible. But I don't think... <coughs> God Excuse me. I, I don't think that's going to happen. And I, I think the big thing is I think the people also should know that franchise tags and stuff is that when they're franchising, they're given the option of the teams to offer for you, right? Yes, but teams would have to give up two first round picks. Or exactly, but they, but they're offering that, so like that that's the really the market right. for you. And if if no one has just jumped out of the out of the woods and gone, hey, I'll take Barkley, you know, my two first round picks. Then that that market doesn't exist. And then Th- it didn't exist for Jacobs. It didn't exist for Cook. It doesn't exist for Henry. Still hasn't signed. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like Austin Eckler doesn't exist for Eckler. It just hasn't existed. So I feel bad, but you know that's that's the business. He, like I said, if this would have took from to understand his business, like Charlie said, then now he knows his business. Yeah, but I is, think he knew it was business the whole time. Yeah, I always I always think it's funny when teams say, "Oh, you know, we're like a family here." Would you it, ever, Howard? Like at any point in time, like if you, I have a brother or sister. I don't care how old they get. Like I'm not letting, I'm not like letting them leave the family. Yeah. I'm not trading them away. All, all, <laughs> it's all, not family. It's but, business. But, but look, but all jokes aside, all jokes aside, I get the whole business part of it. This is the one of the best organizations, if not the yeah, best. Yeah, of course, in but it's still business. Yeah, but it's still the best organization. Yes, hundred so, percent. So, so when you're when you're out there and you're trying to negotiate, you're not negotiating against. You know, money and everything. You're negotiating to try to stay here and make this your home and stuff. And that's probably where he's battling most of all. Right. And he, you know, in his mind, um, not just in his mind, but in fans' minds and not in their minds, is like, I'm a, you know, a big pillar of the community and all this other stuff that you don't really get paid to do. So it's just part of the business. 201 939 201-939-4513. Giant fans, take your fandom to the next level with a season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. Let's wrap up today's episode with Brian in Maryland. Brian, what's going on? 
Hi, how you doing? Um, I'm a long-time listener, a first-time caller. I love your draft coverage and all the insights you guys provide. Throughout Thank you, Brian. Entire... Just want to say that first. You know, um, it's funny that I'm following Charlie because I never agree with him, but the first time I actually am. So I have a, I have two points. So sure. you know, bear with me. I know that they're unpopular, and I have a question for Howard. Um, and it's all regarding the whole Saquon one thing. Go right so, ahead. So, so I, I keep on hearing the argument that people talk about running backs. You know, if you combine, look at running backs. They they rarely win championships. I mean. It, especially high-paid running backs, but you're combining two very rare things, right? Winning the Super Bowl is a tough thing. So less than half. Uh, um, get to a quiet spot. We're losing oh. you. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said less than, um, less than half the league has won a Super Bowl over the last 20 years. And so when you combine something that's so rare – with well, high-paid running backs, of course you're not going to find a lot of people running backs winning. winning. Saquon's impact to this team is greater than just the winning. And even when you talk about people getting big contracts, those players, even Ezekiel Elliott, even though they cut him down, did go on and help the Cowboys win games and win Super Bowls. And, and not Super Bowls, but win games and got, get to the playoffs, right? Sure. It's, it's, there's no player that you could say, well, look, other than quarterback, the you could say, look, look at a, a position like corners. How many corners have won Super Bowls? It's, it's, it's they're, they're one player on on a team. It, in Barkley's case, you're talking about two or three million dollars. You have players on, on on the roster, the bottom of the roster, or players who, who are highly paid who don't perform. Two million dollars more for for the, for for a guy. I, I, I just don't understand why the Giants would not have uh, paid the guy because the team is a lesser team without him. And you could say, well, okay, well they tagged him, so they do have him. But you ask me uh, to answer this question to me, right? Why would Saquon Barkley on the tag, on the tag, risk a career injury, injury, um, ending injury, or even an ACL like like Bud Dupree or some of these other other players, um, playing on the on a one year tag, um, and 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 um, and and risk a, a future contract, right? A future contract. As a Giants fan, I want him to play. But if I was his agent, I'd say, look, you have to protect yourself. <laughs> no, look, 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 Brian. We, I hear you, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in here real quick, and and then Howard can answer. Remember, again, you're going off reports that that's how far they were apart, and if they were, that I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. But at the same time, if you believe those reports, another report said the Giants basically offered him a guarantee for two years of what he would have gotten under the tag. So why would Saquon then not agree to protect himself from injury this year by signing a contract that would guarantee him the amount of money he would make on the tag over the next two years? That, that, that's, that's a great point. Obviously, the, 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 the are, are the reports, so who knows exactly what it is. But what I'm saying is, regardless of what happened or why it happened, right, at this particular point, now that he's on the tag, why wouldn't Saquon do like some other players have done in, in the past? Not hold out, sign the contract, right, not miss any games, have the, the hamstring injury, why wouldn't they say, well, look, if you have any tightness, don't play, don't play. I think Vincent Jackson do something like this. Mm-hmm. Go out and, and kill it. Now, 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 you could say, well, because he, he's playing so that if he does really well, he can get a better contract next year. Well, he could also go on a, a franchise tag, or he could, he could get an ACL. He could tear an ACL. He could end his career. Um, so, so, and, you're, and, so you're making, the, you're making your own argument on why they, why they shouldn't sign him. Well, no, no. Well, I, what I'm saying is, at this particular point, at this particular point, no. But, no you're, but you're saying that if, you know why would no he why would he why would he be incentivized to play when he could actually get hurt, and if he gets hurt, then he wouldn't be able to get his money in the end. So you're saying on the backside of your argument would be, 
why would the Giants sign him if he could get hurt and not be able to, you know, capitalize it well, on, on the contract? Well, so that's your you're making your own argument. Yeah, no, no, but Howard, I think you're misreading that because any player could get hurt. Any player, it's any player on a one year deal. Any player on a one year deal, if but, they go out, but why is it one? But, 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 running back, case, I got it. But two, why is it one sided? And I'm a player, but why is it one sided that the player it could get hurt and he should be protecting himself? but the team has to take on the risk. Yeah, Brian, I think the point Howard's making <laughs> is that the Giants are trying to prevent putting themselves at risk by him poten- giving him yeah, a long-term I'm, deal and then potentially just, getting hurt in year I'm, one. I'm not even saying yeah. I'm just saying in general. No, that's, no, but I, that's I hear what you're saying. saying. Yes. And, like, and I, I love Saquon. Saquon is one, one of the most oh, talented. I love not, Saquon. If, he's if great. The, the most talented back in the league. But he's been in the league four years. And he was the main reason the Giants started that season yeah. so fast last yeah. year. No question about it. No one's been, arguing that. He's been in the league four years, right? Five. five years. Mm-hmm. How many of those years was he healthy? One hundred percent. Two, two, two out of five. So you're you're arguing you. you're arguing against something that you're you're making an argument on both sides. You're making an argument for the player that the player should never yeah, yeah. Take, but, should but, never but, but risk but himself, then, and you're making an argument for the team that the team shouldn't yeah. invest long term in some player that's been injured. So okay, that's, okay. What let, that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. Okay, let's 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 go on that, right? So if the team is doing what they're Worried about his his injury, he could get injured. At Saquon's point, forget about what. We're losing you. You moved. Saquon, wouldn't you say, "Hey, listen, you got to stay." Brian, we have to let you go. Your phone's cutting it out. We can only hear like every fourth <laughs> word. We have, we have no idea sorry. what you're saying. I apologize, and you made a good point, good call, but we just couldn't hear you. So. I'm so sorry. Again, I, again, this is this is players and, and teams all over the league. Hey, this, and, this and, is and, and negotiation. In every yeah, in every sport. Like it, his argument was just just for the fans. What parts of it we could hear was that Saquon should probably sign the tag, uh, come in, and then say like, "Oop, my hamstring's a little tight, so maybe I can't go." Pull the Ben Simmons. Yeah. So so basically, he could basically be on the team. They couldn't sit him down, but now you know you have MRIs and you can do that. You can check hamstrings. So so basically, <laughs> figure out a way to still get paid but not yeah, play. But still, basically yeah, still. Yeah, what he was what he was saying you should do, and then come out and play and sparingly. I'm like, well, that that's more dangerous probably than anything else. If if that's the case, if he was trying to do that, it's also dishonest. Yeah, well, you know that's you know people are looking at it from. You know, oh, woe is me. You know, they could say, why is the player asking for so much money? Or then they can say, why is the team not paying the player? Uh, you're always going to pick one side or the other. My right. side is to, like, you know, both sides do the best, what's best for them. And I think they're trying to do that. They got really close, evidently, and just missed it, just missed in the time, and they couldn't get it done. Yeah. So I look at it the same way. Yeah. And if he plays this year, uh, stays healthy this year, has a great year this year. And they and they can't come to agreement in place next year. He will have made over twenty three million dollars in two years, and in the in the running back market, he'll be one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid, for those two years. It's not bad. <laughs> Six and one, half a dozen in the other. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thanks for being with us. I think Howard summed it up nicely. I have nothing more to add to that. Thank you for joining us on Big Blue Kickoff Live tomorrow. It'll be Casillas and I believe Lance. Uh, they have the our Saints preview, Ooh. and then uh, we're gonna try to get the Rams tomorrow too. We're gonna, we're gonna try to double dip double Saints dip. and Rams tomorrow if we can. We have a trouble finding someone on the West Coast. I think everyone in LA is in on vacation in La La Land doing and their it's stuff. Still in mourning, right? right. Okay. So we've been having, we've we've been struggling finding the Rams guests. So we will try to get do Rams and Saints tomorrow. 
Then on Thursday and Friday, we have uh, Dallas and Philadelphia. So yep. make sure you check that out later in the week as we continue and now conclude our opponent previews right here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. For Howard Cross, I'm John Schmelk. For Dom, our producer, great job. Thanks to Logan Paulson from the Washington Commanders. We'll see you tomorrow on Big Blue Kickoff Live. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.